0: cinema has a fan club it's called the sin club and members get all sorts of things like early episodes bonus videos merch discounts and even monthly bonus podcasts membership starts at three dollars a month and you can sign up now at patreon.com cinema sins
1: it's kind of cheap but it's kind of obvious but it's still one of those things it was cool to be in a theater watching that because you heard a lot of people go
0: yeah <laughs> like... mm-hmm. yeah 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 <laughs> Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins. All right, everybody, welcome to the Sincast. This is Chris Atkinson from CinemaSins, joined by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. Today we're doing a mini pod. Mini pod. On Don't Breathe Two, yeah, surprising, right? We're going to review this movie, um, uh, in our uh, sort of fall preview thing. I think all three—me, Barrett, and Jeremy—said would have no interest in watching this, but I ended up watching it anyway. Um,
1: yeah, I think I was just like, uh, I was just super curious, especially after seeing the trailer. I'm just like, what is this movie? Like, how? Like, what is the sequel to to Don't Breathe?
0: I was well, just... the the trailer for it did nothing for me and i th- yeah. think i think they the producers of this movie realized that because i started seeing little like interviews with director and and writer and everything where it was they were talking about the exciting things they were doing in this sequel and and everything and i was like okay okay all right okay i'll I give you I, i'll meet you halfway on this and uh and uh we'll, we'll see if this is as good as you're saying it is um i'm uh I, I i guess this is this movie's kind of all spoilery so do we want to go ahead and just go well, right into
1: i mean yeah if we want to go ahead and do like a quick yeah i mean i guess i mean we could talk about i guess a little bit like i am curious about your thoughts on the first one because i was not a fan of the first one i i liked the premise Mm -hmm. I thought it was kind of interesting, too, that it was one of those it was, a you know, because a lot of horror movies are very socially or are socially conscious, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, and this and I, you know, don't breathe, at least in some parts. I don't know how successful it was at this, but seemed to be trying to tackle, you know, like unemployment and homelessness and stuff like that, especially in the, you know, in the Detroit area. So I, I thought that was a that was a really interesting backdrop, you know, for a horror movie. But then I just thought with the first one, it turned that sleaze meter up so mm-hmm. far and not even that, but just like so quickly, like it just became mm-hmm. like a different movie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Once that Turkey baster came out, which I guess is probably what everybody who has seen the first one remembers the mm-hmm. most. Mm-hmm. I, I, that kind of, I kind of lost me. I was like, I don't know that I want to be a part of this anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I think the, the thing about the first movie is that it's great for a while. It's like uh, a, yeah. it's like home alone with a blind guy. Uh, but the blind guy doesn't need like uh, you know, uh, weird traps or anything like that. He he's just a badass on his own. Mm-hmm. And he's he's uh he's so uh well attuned to all of his other senses that you know he makes it. Uh, he makes that um the thing with the three robbers. Uh, it it turns everything on its head. Mm-hmm. And it's it's yeah and then it gets into the basement and then we start learning all the things he's been doing and look it's an interesting wrinkle it's just something it that it's it's just something that gets you in a completely different mode at that point i think it's, it's the uh, execution it for me yeah um so so yeah it once that happens it's like okay we'll I understand you're trying to make it where there there's nobody who's good here except for the person who's who's been kidnapped or whatever um but like it just it, it's just so off-putting that it takes you out for a long time i think um takes you out of the movie and and most of the good stuff has happened at that mm-hmm. point by that point too and i I might just not be a fan
1: of Edie Alvarez either, the director, because I didn't like the Evil Dead remake, and I know, or whatever that is. See, I guess that is kind of a sequel, but whatever that was, the you know twenty thirteen or whatever Evil Dead, I yep. wasn't a fan of that. I know a lot of people are, but I wasn't, and I didn't really like this. And then I haven't seen Girl in the Spider's Web, but I can't imagine that's anything outstanding. Uh, it could be though. I don't know, uh, but he didn't direct this one, so um, I did like this better than the first okay. one but kind of like the first one, I liked the first part of it better than I did. Like when it got like, I guess when it moves to a different location would be the part where I didn't like it as much. Although there are one, at least one of the cooler scenes, maybe two of the cooler scenes are actually in that part. But this is like, this is not, this is not trying to say anything. This is a straight up just genre film. Um, it kind of feels like a throwback to like exploitation films, like eighties and seventies. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. stuff like Death Wish, uh, you know, The Exterminator, stuff like that, which I'm not necessarily a huge fan of. But I also feel like it's trying to be more mainstream than that. So it kind of is this I feel like it's kind of like two film types of films fighting each other the whole time. So I think that takes away some of it. But um, I'm going to give it a C plus because I do think just as a genre film, as as this type of film, like this kind of like domestic or like well, it's kind of a home invasion thriller, I would guess for at least the first part. And then it kind of turns into more just a straight revenge thriller after that. um, It's okay. Like it, it, it has some effective moments. Like I said, the, the more it went on, the less interested I got. And especially there's a, there's like a, there's an initial twist, which was fine and probably could have like taken the film into some interesting directions if it had any interest in doing that. And then there's a second twist that I didn't like as much. Mm -hmm. And and that's when the movie kind of started really losing me, but I I still think it's like, it's, it's okay overall. So I feel I'm good with the C plus.
0: I think I'm the same way. And yeah. it the first part of it just seems, uh, uh, the first part of it seems like a, like really well done. And the way things start off, you're a, I would have been fine with it. Just, you know, continuing to be this way. And it, I, like I said, we're going to have to get into spoilers because it's mm-hmm. you know, we're there, but, I like the first half way, well, and it's actually, well, I guess it is the first half. And then the second half is, is not nearly as good for, for reasons that I think that they should have understood why it wouldn't be as good. Um, but, uh, I, I'm in the same area. I think it's a C plus, I think before this, it was a B, uh, there were some things in it that were approaching a minus territory for me. Oh, wow. Um, cool. Uh, but once it, once it, uh, makes that shift. Yeah, it's it's not nearly as good and just it brings it whole, it brings it all down. So absolutely. Plus as well.
1: I think even if we if we had just talked about it right after I saw it, I think I might have even been like in a B, B minus area. Now that I've had a couple of days to think about it, it's you know, I thought more about that second half, which definitely wasn't as interesting to me. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, no, I, I think this, but I think C plus. I mean, that's you know, that's a slight recommend in some ways. So
0: yeah, it would be the very definition of what we call a war on the set. Yeah. Yep. Um. Uh, but uh, let's go on to spoilers because that's where we're. Mm-hmm. That's what, That's where we get to really get to talk about this thing. No spoilers. is Kaiser's so Luke's what? father is actually Darth Vader. He's She's the sister and the She's daughter. They just no 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 no, was... no 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 no. I'm reading the books. So. At first, I, I thought that the I thought that everything in the house was was really well done, and I thought that we were going to see that basically uh, Stephen Lang's been teaching this girl all these survival techniques. Mm-hmm. Now he she has he has obviously because she does a lot of stuff in here that's yeah. well beyond anybody's you know uh, a twelve year old's range, um, uh, uh, like a survival range. Um, and there's a great like uncut shot, which I'm sure has cuts in it <laughs> in, in a whole bunch of places, uh, where um, where she uh, she avoids them from upstairs, and then like clung, uh, jumps off the ba- mm-hmm. like on the on the uh, balcony or whatever the banisters of the stairwell, and then jumps down and then goes into the to that that little storage closet mm-hmm. and everything. All of that was just like super cool. Mm -hmm. and and all the stuff where she escapes and then gets into that metal cage thing and the bad you know one guy starts pouring water in it so that it so that she'll drown and even has a chance to electrocute her at Mm -hmm. one point and all that there there's so many things that are cool in this beginning part and i thought this was just going to be sort of a house of horrors thing and maybe the and the bad guys are 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 smart. That's one thing that I like about this. The bad guys are like, you know, they're they they deal in meth and they probably are on meth on a lot of them, but they're smarter than your average just, you yeah. know ex military. Yeah. So they know they know how to combat certain situations. But uh but then yeah, then <laughs> the reason why they're kidnapping this girl uh is to get a is to get their main meth cook a new heart and that's where the movie just sort of loses you yeah i first off i'm i'm no doctor but can you put a 12 year old's heart in some in an adult person and then and then and then they i guess they like i don't know how they found this girl i don't know what what they were doing because they there, there's a big story at the beginning of this movie where stephen lang goes into the store and you see that there's organ harvesting going on yes. and everything and I guess we're supposed to believe I guess that these people are part of it or or it's just such a rampant thing that it's not just them it's a whole bunch of people in the area yeah. that are doing Well it, it was
1: definitely well it was definitely they show a picture of the doctor so it's definitely the doctor they're using. Yeah, um, they don't really explain if they're involved in the organ harvesting also or if they just found him mm-hmm. because they knew he was doing this shady shit. Um, mm-hmm. But the initial twist, of course, is that she is act- – well, Brendan Sexton third is yep. playing the main bad guy. It was nice to see that guy, by the way. I hadn't seen him yeah. in a minute.
0: Used to see uh, him in the 90s
1: all the time. Oh, yeah. He was like a indie guy in the 90s, and he did Welcome to the Dollhouse and Empire mm-hmm. Records. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was in Russian Doll. That was probably like the most recent thing I would seen him in. But um, mm-hmm. but he's quite good in this, actually. Um, but you find out he's actually her father. He's actually the little girl's you know, dad. Mm-hmm. And um he's been in prison for the last 6 years. I don't know but 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 once again we don't know how initially he found her because there's that scene where they're tr- they don't tell you this right away obviously and there's that scene where she goes into town. The Stephen Lane character is like basically like he's growing plants, like ferns and stuff I guess and then mm-hmm. he sends this woman into town and she sells them to proprietors and stuff.
0: The yeah. little
1: girl goes with her on one day and then Brendan Sexton the third runs into her and he's being all creepy and stuff. So you think he's just like a creeper, mm-hmm. and then uh, they follow them back. And then later that night they go in the house and then you find out Brendan Sexton the third is her dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, I thought that twist was fine because now you're in a situation where at first you're like, I know Stephen Lang is not a good person. Like I know mm-hmm. his character. He's done some really disgusting things, but he's also trying to protect this girl from these guys, but then you find out the reason they're there is because one of them is actually his father and maybe Stephen Lane kidnapped her. I mean, and he kind of did,
0: but yeah, well, and that's yeah. a whole thing that sort of yeah <laughs> confuses me a little bit about this movie because it shows the burning house and it shows her crawling on the street at the beginning of the movie. Yes. And, and uh, I, uh, and then it says eight years later yeah. after that. Or maybe it was, eight. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was I was wondering, like, eight years later, like, where did the events of the first movie? uh, Did that happen eight years ago or did that? That is what I read. I read that this was supposed
1: to be eight years later. So I got the impression, like, apparently this must have happened shortly after because and I think they did that. So we don't really know if maybe she was had some relation to one of those people from the first one. But this is not anyway. This doesn't tie into the first one at all, other than. Stephen lang's character is well, doing something
0: he does say at the very end when he's telling her to leave him he says i've killed i've yeah yeah, yeah yeah So there's it there is that those events happened
1: yeah yeah for sure for sure it's i just, just meant like
0: i just try to figure out you know did this have i mean yeah that'd be, that'd be kind of a crazy thing you I just know. went through this home invasion thing and I then know. oh oh, there's a girl on the side of the road. I guess I'll just pick her up and raise her as my own. (laughs) It's insane. But I think that's Um, kind of
1: what we're supposed to believe. Like, they're trying to keep every... Well, that's the thing about this movie. It's so... Like, it doesn't do a good job. Because what I was going to say was, like, you get this... He's the dad. So then all of a sudden, you've got this interesting dilemma. Because, you know, and you can see the actors that played her, the little girl. I have that down. It was... uh, She hadn't been in a whole lot other than, like, TV and stuff. But it was... I
0: swear. Is it Madeline Grace?
1: Madeline Grace. And she's actually quite good in this. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you see that look on her face like when she finds out, and she's trying to figure out like she because like she doesn't know what to do. Like, I mean, if that is her dad, she's pissed off at Stephen Lang. But at the same time, she's been with Stephen Lang for the last eight years. She doesn't want them to kill him. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's kind of this. It's, I don't know. There's an interesting dilemma there. Like, who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy? Sure, But then when you find out the only reason he's even come to find her was because he has to save her mom by, yeah. by killing her, by killing the little girl. Then all of a sudden they of course become more bad, I guess.
0: But but he even, I'm I one, I like actually that. wondering what would have happened if like, cause she's about to walk out the door. Exactly. And the mom is like, he goes, you could, you can leave right now. You're no prisoner yeah. here. Yeah. And then, the mom comes in and starts singing and then she's suddenly, t- you know, she wants to know who it is and mm-hmm. finds out it's her mom. And, and then, uh, and then like, okay. Like, uh, uh she, the mom starts doing really manipulative shit to try mm-hmm. to get her to, to, to be okay with giving her heart away. And I'm like, everything you hear after this is that they need this mother to live. Yes. And they, and they were just about to let her go. Now I'm sure, if without this uh, siren song thing that's happening with the mom, uh, if that doesn't happen, they probably just go back and kidnap her anyway. I'm assuming yeah, that's what exactly. happens. But, but it, it's just, it's so stupid to have this idea that, you know, Oh, we're, we're the good guys. We'll let you go if you want to. And, uh, and then, and then rely on this, <laughs> the mom singing a song to get her back. In. Yeah, no,
1: it, it basically, it, it, like that that shows that everything leading from when he tells her he's his father to that moment is for Mm -hmm. our purposes because that's just so we don't know what's going on yeah but it doesn't make any logical sense from what they wanted to do because why would he even talk to her like i mean why didn't they just knock her out and take her with them i mean there's no he's telling her all these stories telling and maybe i mean he is her father maybe he does actually you know not Maybe he's not one hundred percent okay with this decision, but he seems to be enough okay with it to move forward with it. So yeah. why he would even take the time to talk to her? I uh, think you're
0: right. The first time, yeah, it, let her this, rest. This, this is just all for the audience because yeah, if it was, they really, if they really, really wanted just her, her for for her heart, then they would have just gone ahead and done yeah. it while she was knocked out. So like, that's that's the type of stuff that just it's just a waste of time. It is. Uh, I, I, I just I don't have any. I don't, what are we supposed to do with all that at mm-hmm. that point? Uh, all that uh, you, you're you're making the audience think something just so that you can. It's not mm-hmm. a good twist. It's not a. It's that's not a very good twist at all. If, yeah, if none of the that stuff one, before no. that makes sense. Um, and so yeah, and then it you know when you put uh, when you put Stephen Lang's character in this in this other part where he's not on his home field. And they, I guess his name is Norman Nordstrom. I don't know if that's ever like said out loud. But,
1: um, <laughs> Maybe but, in the first uh, one. I don't remember. It might
0: have been. Yeah, it might have been said many times in the first one. I just forgot about it. But <laughs> but, um, but like the when he when he's not on his home turf, then he's got to kind of invent. Like, I don't if we ever get around to sending this, which I'm not sure if we will. But, you know, there there's a scene in there where he's lying in water and because the four people walking towards him Mm -hmm. make a ripple in the water he's like okay i know where they are Mm -hmm. and all that he somehow shoots four people who are spaced differently apart (laughs) well three people he leaves the one guy because the one guy is shooting blanks um it, it, you know, he shoots them perfectly. He somehow knows the difference on the, the the different canisters. Like you see one time he throws an insect repellent or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Like, how does he know that that's insect repellent? I guess he could smell it i guess that's the i guess that's well the he, he
1: got that he got that from his uh his like the woman that helps him he got that from her van i think right yeah it's her yeah. van
0: so why should would she have insect repellent i, I don't, I don't know.
1: know other than i guess maybe she sprays down the plants or something i don't know
0: maybe i don't know yeah. I, I just I, there were certain things that were labeled yeah. a certain way that i'm yeah, like yeah, how, yeah. I, how do you feel that and know <laughs> that that repellent but he i guess he could have like sprayed it and oh maybe, okay yeah. that insect repellent that, that that would make sense but Anyway, he's going in this whole second half of things where it's not his his place. It just doesn't. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't see how he can move around uh, well at all because and it's his house. He's got practice in his house. Of course, um, you know he's he know he's he knows every little nook and cranny there. But when he goes to another place and he's still a badass. Uh, I don't you know, I'm not I'm not buying a lot of the things that he can do towards the end of that. Um, yeah,
1: that's true. And it's just it's not as interesting to watch either for whatever reason. Well, especially when you had that whole sequence where there's that giant. I guess it's an empty pool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. How he wouldn't fall into that at some point. I mean, I don't know. It All yeah. that just seems a little crazy. And how he even got there's nuts too. like uh, the Brendan Sexton leaves his dog behind. Mm hmm. Because he thinks he's dead, and the dog uh, befriends Stephen Lang, and so Stephen Lang tells him, you know, go home, and so he mm-hmm. leads them to the place. Which maybe that's possible,
0: but yeah, I don't know how
1: far away they were,
0: you know, <laughs> like yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, we've all heard yeah. stories of animals coming back to their homes, but like, yeah, usually it takes weeks, <laughs> you know, yeah. like like they've it doesn't. It's not like that night you could be able to get them back, but.
1: Yeah, because they're in like they're in the suburbs of Detroit. I mean, it does kind of look like he's out in the wilderness, but he is actually in a like it's a suburban area where a lot of the houses are abandoned and stuff. So mm-hmm. and I and it seemed to be like they were going into the city. So I don't, you know, I don't know how far. I mean, I most suburbs are at least 15, 20 minutes outside of the city. Mm-hmm. So you would think it would be a minute to get there, but whatever. I mean, it's I don't even have a problem with some of that. If like it's just I think the main thing that bothers me is is that twist that they just wanted her the whole time once it's kind of it's not the same as the turkey baster, but mm-hmm. it does kind of take me out of the movie like that is just so insane. Like, I mean, like, like, I'm just like, I want to be with I want to be in that writer's room or whatever, you know, <laughs> like, like mm-hmm. so how are we going to make this work? Well, maybe they want her heart. <laughs>
0: Like, what? Yeah, yeah, and and they know somehow that that four year old girl is now the twelve year old girl that got away. Yeah, and I, I we'll, we'll never know how that happened. Like some of the time, like a lot of the, I think I think uh movie producers underestimate how much how good that could be in a movie to show how they know certain things, mm-hmm. and they never show they never do it because I don't think they have a good answer, so they just gloss yeah, it over. Because- there's enough
1: I mean it's not like a super short movie it's like an hour 40 so I mean there's plenty of time to put some stuff like that in there it's not like they're trying to trim it down you know it's not like it's like an 80 minute movie or something but yeah, you could take um,
0: out you could take out her mom singing and that would that would give you yeah. enough time to yeah. do the stuff that we would like to really see so
1: Exactly and I mean I know you're supposed to talk about what's there but I will say like just there's just I don't know there's just so many interesting avenues you could have explored here like I I love the dile- I just like that dilemma I like that you know you're basically either you go to your father, who's probably not a good person, or you stay with the guy that's been your father for the last, you know, grandfather, or whatever, for the last eight years, who's also not a good person.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I
1: mean, I don't know. I just that perspective was just that dilemma. So interesting. I also just like I love the I love the initial premise of just, you know, people that are going to go rob, which is the same as the first one, people that are going to go break into a place for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. and not realizing that the person they're about to fuck with is way worse than is way more dangerous than they are like that's a great premise Mm -hmm. and uh, so maybe I don't know maybe it would have even been better if they had just made that the entire movie you know and then at the end you find out why he's there and stuff but maybe just cut out the mother and all that crap I don't know I don't know I don't know but I mean it's what we got's just kind of okay Um, I am curious though what do you think about Stephen Lang
0: in this movie (laughs) uh uh, I'm fine with Stephen Lang. Yeah, management. I
1: mean, he he definitely, like, carries himself. Like, I believe he can kick all the ass and stuff. But, like, mm-hmm. there's something about that, the which I guess he did it in the first one, so he had to keep it going. But something about that, the he talks a lot more in this one. Mm,
0: so, yeah.
1: you hear, like, the vocals a little more. And it's just that, I don't know, it's that...
0: No, you can't go. Yes. Yeah, like just, yeah. he does have this uh like yeah, the the his voice has, has deteriorated over the years. Yeah. Uh, uh it, which makes it even sadder when he's when he's looking for his dog and he's like, Shadow
1: Oh yeah, that that yeah. actually was a little that was a little much. But then he got the he got the other dog, I guess. He
0: got the other dog, yeah. The <laughs> I'll talk about a couple of things that I really liked about this movie. I, cool. I touched on I touched on the when um what's her name uh when phoenix i guess but she's being called la tara tara I he says her uh, real name is tara is what Brendan Sexton yeah, tells her but then she ends up being phoenix by the end of it but yeah uh but when she's all the things when the first off it felt believable to me that she could by a uh, sound know that that wasn't uh stephen lang walking around in the house when she was sitting by the bed mm-hmm. uh, at the beginning and then she gets under the bed and then she's got the smarts to get underneath the little, uh, wardrobe or dresser or whatever. Uh, and then, and then comes over and finds a good spot to turn off the light in the hallway. And then, you know, jumps onto that little banister thing and hangs there for a second. Mm -hmm. And, and all during that, you're going, where are the bad guys during all this, during all this and, and playing a a perfect sort of hide and seek type of thing. Mm -hmm. And then, the, just when it's, you know, she thinks that it's time to jump down, she jumps down and then she gets on that, that shot, that little one shot yeah. thing that they do there is great. Like I said, there's probably a hundred million cuts that we don't see in it, but it's still, it's still effective. Yeah. Um, uh, the, speaking of the, uh, the enemy dog that comes in and chases after Stephen Lang in this, I love the the part where it's chasing after him. He goes up into the attic, he ends up using a box spring to, uh, to block the dog. Mm-hmm. And then he, and then he puts the box spring over the dog and then like flips the box spring on the other side. So he can get to the other side of the attic. There's mm-hmm. a point, there's a point where he had, he has a chance to shoot this dog and he decides not to, which is a, a an important decision that he made yeah. in this, uh, cause uh, he, he, it could be one of these eye for an eye type of things where he's like, well, you killed my dog, I'll kill yours. And he decides not to, uh, out of, you know, really out of just, uh, you know, this complex character's view of life is, you know, he's like, I don't want to kill this dog. There's no reason to kill him. Um, and, uh, and, and then, uh, finding out later that he can just say, Hey, go home and, yeah. and take him to the, to the thing like yeah nearly the entire first half of this movie is 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 fun to watch it's yeah. it's well done um and uh and you just wish it would just stay there yeah um and and just just having more surprises having more things where the bad guys get some get some leverage at some point and then they have to flip the tables and they just keep flipping the tables until the movie ends um there could have been all sorts of surprises in this house uh, that they could have exploited. Yeah. um, And and instead of turning it into this big organ thing. So I was just like, (laughs) all right. (laughs) Mm. But, uh, but I did
1: keep, because they, they made such a point to focus on that organ harvesting thing. I was like, how that's coming back. Like, I don't know how Mm -hmm. that's coming back, but that is definitely coming back. And then it does. Anything on the news
0: in a movie is going to be part of the plot. (laughs) (laughs) And, <laughs> that, that goes, you know, when we find out the things we find out. You you briefly touched on this, just Brendan Sexton being creepy in the girls' bathroom, yeah, and everything. And it's like, it makes no sense. Makes yeah. no sense. If that's that dude's, fa- first off, if that's this dude's, if that if that's her father, why would he ever act that way towards her during that entire time? Even if you are planning on taking her heart out later. And you and you're very sensitive about it. Why would you act like this kind of a creeper? Second off, if you are planning on committing a current crime and letting the girl go so that you can follow them, why why this preamble? Why all of this? Where you're, where the ranger actually mm-hmm. sees your face and everything? Like, yeah, you have a plan later for parking your truck in the middle of the street. And you think the ranger is going to come over and and tell you to get the car, the truck out so that you can somehow sneak into her truck, uh, have somebody, some, one of your uh, henchmen sneak into her truck and kill her later. You may have that plan set up, but why would you ever show your face and and everything? Why don't you just, why would you, why wouldn't you just quietly follow them after they were, after they were done Um, instead of all this preamble and everything? Or just uh, kidnapper?
1: Then I mean, I don't I mean it's daylight, but I mean he yeah. had other people working with him, so he could have probably figured something out. You know, I would,
0: I would, I would doubt that they would feel like they could get away with it in the daytime, yeah. especially with her being around. But I, I <laughs> just, just, just stay quiet and just follow, yeah, just follow blur. them. You could, you wouldn't even have to kill the ranger. You just follow them, and then, and then move. Once you find out where well, they're at, just move along. That was one thing I didn't really care
1: for because that was clearly just they wanted to add a body to the death count. Yep. I mean, there was no reason to kill. I mean, I guess she did see his face, but like, I don't know that, but there's nothing she could do if they let her go back home and then they took care of it. Even if she remembered some creepy dude, they would. Yeah. I mean, that, that scene just didn't make any sense. By the way, that guy that kills her in the van, I thought for until we got to the house and I saw him more clearly at first, I thought that was Breckenmeyer and, and how hilarious huh. would that have been? If that that would have been, been Breck hilarious.
0: Meyer.
1: <laughs> Yeah. But it's not. It's some guy named uh, Adam Young, who apparently mm-hmm. is in EastEnders, which I've never seen. But
0: yeah. Wow. He's only been in just a few things. I, he's, I mean, I'd he's a, uh,
1: you know, he's creepy looking dude. I don't, you know. <laughs> mm hmm. Yeah. I did like that, you know, his his comeuppance is pretty good because, I mean, you, you, you know, I think everybody kind of wants him probably to get his, his just, you know, get, get his because after he kills that girl and. Mm hmm. And just the way he is. But uh, I did like that little bit, which I think is spoiled in the trailer. The water thing is spoiled in the trailer, too, I think. But um, I like when uh, uh, Stephen Lang has gotten to their place and he's like cut the power or turned the power off. He didn't cut it. He just turned it off. And Mm -hmm. uh, that guy goes down there. And, you know, when he flips the switch back on, Lang's like right there. And it's a it's kind of cheap, but it's kind of obvious. But it's still one of those things. It was cool to be in a theater watching that because you heard a lot of people go,
0: yeah, like- mm-hmm. yeah 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 <laughs> yeah uh, the the well and and i think the only i don't know there was a and maybe I, I don't know if don't breathe is this kind of a movie but there's only maybe one genuine scare in this movie where it, where the guy shows up in, in the backseat of the the car because you're yeah. not you're not really expecting there to be an extra person that one thing the movie does really well is it doesn't tell you how many henchmen there are at the beginning. We just mm-hmm. think that there's two people in a truck and that's it. And then and then so when a third person comes out of nowhere, it's a genuine surprise when he shows up in the back seat of the car mm-hmm. and uh and kills her and everything, but no, um, I agree.
1: Yeah, that was really the only scene that. Well, I mean, I mean, I guess there is the bit where uh Lang comes through the door, the window, like, uh, or like not too long after that, actually, when that guy's got his back to the door. Mm-hmm. And uh, we think Stephen Lang has just gone off to look for his dog, and we don't know he's come back yet. So, you yeah, had mm-hmm. a couple moments like that. That was actually, but that was also a moment where I'm like, I know he knows his house and I know he can sense things, but how did he know that dude had his back to the door at that? You know, it was just kind of one of yeah, those things, yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs>
1: But it's okay. Uh, I mean, I can let a lot of that go, especially when right. it's as, as fun as it was at that moment.
0: I think there's an idea that, you know, whether it's Stephen Lang's character here or Daredevil or, yeah. you know, these kind of the, the blind characters, we we associate these characters in movies as having these, you know, amazing extra powers that we don't know about. So like we can let a few things slide uh you know when the when the story demands it or whatever but yeah there are a lot of things in here where it's like it doesn't seem (laughs) like he should know these type of things he got lucky i guess or you know
1: there will be there will be plenty of sends if we ever uh if we ever send this one um and it did okay. So. It it did okay. Uh, it you know it made. I mean, it didn't do anywhere near what the first one did. I forgot how big of a hit the first one was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first uh, one was
0: like twenty six or something like that. Yeah. Twenty six million domestically.
1: It made almost yeah made almost a hundred domestic. It was like it was like ninety or something domestic. But yeah, opening yeah, weekend op- it was
0: opening weekend yeah. is what it, yeah and and uh, and then um, this one was like ten I think yeah but right like it was
1: yeah it was like ten point six which right now to be honest with us not really understanding how the box office is going to operate it. It it was, it was ahead of expectations. I think if I think both it and free guy this weekend, uh, we well ahead of what was expected, uh, from both of them. I think this was projected to make like 6 million. So
0: mm-hmm. yeah, generally. Yeah. And I think generally what we've seen is the, there's enough, people who are are you know scared enough to go you know to go out there that it cuts at least yeah. I, I think it cuts at least half of its uh, business out uh a lot of times like yeah. i think i think this probably would have made 20 to 24 million i think so
1: right um it's also uh, i read both it and free guy both did this but one thing that movies have not been doing is increasing business from friday to saturday and both right. of these did um oh so. yeah so that's, you know, that's that's maybe. So it it might have a little bit of life in it. Um I don't know, it's hard to predict what second weekends are going to be, but regardless, I mean, it's, you know, it feels like a movie that should have made about that much and it's Yeah. And it's opening weekend. Um but yeah, it, I don't know. Uh did you have anything else to talk about? I'm not
0: Not sure. really, but I will say it is kind of weird uh when I went I went to um I I went to two different theaters, uh, to watch the, uh, to watch the movies that we're, uh, talking uh, about. Yeah. mini potting this week. Uh, I feel like maybe it's just because I haven't been out a lot lately. Mm -hmm. There's, it feels like there's more people out. I don't know what it is. I went to Opry mills. My God, that place was packed.
1: Oh, same here. Same here. Uh, Cause our, the theater I go to is at our, is at a mall called stones river, which you you're well aware of it. And, um, yeah. it's just, I mean, there's a few restaurants over there too. And it's like, it's hard to find a parking spot. Like I noticed that a few weeks ago. I'm like, this is
0: weird. Like, <laughs> that, that, Well, that, that, what's weird about it to me is how we, we're talking about how the pandemic is causing yeah. people not to go to movies, but I see millions of people out, you know, like it's no different. It was no different driving the Opry Mills and all the traffic mm-hmm. and everything that I saw, and 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 like then all the 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 spaces that were filled. It was no different pre-pandemic. So like yeah. it is. It's still hard to understand whether where where we're you know going on on all of this. Like mm-hmm. is it is it is are these movies not being attended because people don't want to be in movie theaters? during this time or is it because the product is not as good as people want it to be or yeah. is it or is it i'm looking at this thinking there's more people than ever out and it's really not that it, it th- there may be. be fewer people out but it seems like it
1: i think it's area based too though right i mean we're we're definitely I mean there's there are plenty oh, that's true. there are plenty of people in middle Tennessee that are taking this very seriously. I mean, we mm-hmm. are I mean, so i don't i'm not i'm not I'm not making any judgments. I'm just saying that like just in general, mm-hmm. like based on you know our percentages of who's actually getting vaccinated and stuff, I do just feel like more people are less like are are not are, are more okay with being out.
0: Yeah, um, I actually now that yeah. you've brought that up, it it feels stupid of me to say that. No I'm, no, no, I'm in Tennessee. No, I'm no, I'm just saying it feels stupid for me to say that now because we're in Tennessee. Yeah. Maybe in California, yeah. same sort of situations, there's not as many people running around uh, before. Not, yeah. So in these really big, highly populous areas, there's uh there's a big downswing and that's the reason why these movies that's aren't doing my as guess,
1: well. you know. And then yeah. like maybe you have just enough of a, of a decline in smaller areas that that affects it too. But yeah, like New York City, I don't really know what's going on in New York City right now as far as people being out. I mean, I do see like people seem to be like at Mets games and Yankees games and stuff. That's, you know, that's mm-hmm. really my only uh, observation there. And then obviously like, you know, Chicago, we saw Lollapalooza a couple weeks ago was slammed. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I guess it just depends on the event and stuff. So that would be my guess. But yeah, no, I hear you because like I hear like, you know, like I saw Free Guy, it was sold out, and I was in mm-hmm. a big theater. Uh, I saw this on Friday night, and it was it was in a smaller theater, mm-hmm. but it was still like you know probably over a hundred seats, and it was like you know three quarters full. So. Mm-hmm for me, that's what I'm saying. I don't, yeah, I'm like, I, but, but I have, but then I see the box office and I'm like, I don't, you know, it's hard to figure out, you know?
0: Well, yeah, this is, uh, and these weren't available.
1: These weren't available any other way either. Uh, you know, this wasn't available to rent or anything.
0: Um. All right. Uh, what did you guys think of Don't Breathe Two? If you've seen it out there, which you know maybe a low amount of, of low number, I don't know. Uh, go to uh CinCasts presented by Cinema Sins on Facebook. We're also on Cinema Sins Twitter, music video Sins Twitter, Discord, and SoundCloud. Where can people find you, Jonathan?
1: You can talk to me on Twitter. I'm at Sam Loomis13. I'm also on Letterboxd. If you just uh, look up my name, or you could just go to my Twitter account and click on the link in the in the profile. Um, And then I do a podcast every week with Aaron Dicer and Danae Hughes called Behind the Sins.
0: All right. Awesome. Uh, All right. That's going to do it for this mini pod. It's Chris Atkinson and Jonathan Watkins. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Comment on our episodes on our SoundCloud page. Check us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. And be sure to visit cinemasins.com.